All right, pre-show shenanigans. We got a lot on the menu for the pre-show, but we got to start off with this, Everett. No spoilers. I'm not saying anything, but I saw Mission Impossible 7. I'm going to be honest. I'm not like a big Mission Impossible fan per se. Like it's not necessarily like I'm dying to go see Tom Cruise every time he's on the big screen. Like I saw Top Gun Maverick for the first time like last month. So we'll just let that point stand. I don't need to say anything further. However, this Mission Impossible 7 movie, it's a part one of a two-part movie. And wow, I was impressed. Two hours, 40 minutes, Everett. Guess when I checked my phone for the first time to see like, oh shit, I've been watching this for this long. Like two hour mark. Two hour mark. It took me two hours of almost a three hour film to finally be like, oh shit, how long is this taken? Which I would say is very, very good. For you, for yeah. action movie too. And for like, you, I think, yes. I think action. I've been to a movie with you before where you have, I've been to a movie with you before where you've checked action. it like, like 15 minutes in action. and you've also fallen asleep. Yeah. I, like, I'm going to be honest. I'm a tough, I'm a tough crowd. You know, I'm a tough critic. But yeah, you, me and the unnamed intern went to go see uh, the eighth Star Wars movie when it came out. Oh, I was definitely lights out for that shit. Lights out in about definitely. 30 minutes. Just I think that mouth was also open. my second. I think that was also my second time watching. It was that, your you second, know, or was definitely. Out. It was your second or your oh, third time seeing. It, it was also third. my second time seeing it. It was I, our unnamed intern's yeah, first time seeing I, it. I have a vivid memory of me, you, and the unnamed intern uh, went to go see. Uh, I'm already forgetting what it's called. Once upon a time in Hollywood, the most recent Tarantino movie. That was like the yeah, last no, time I, I, I rewatched a movie. Yeah, don't forget, I left at the the peak of the movie at the very end with uh oh yeah, you know the whole fire pool scene. Yeah, yeah, you know, pretty notable, pretty big one. Yeah, no, uh, the the entire basic climax of the movie at the very end of it. Uh, I was incoherent, uh, in the bathroom. It's not, yeah, ideal. I mean, not an shit, ideal circumstance. You, you just got me on this subject, and this was not planned for the pre-show, but we all know the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. He's pointing, yeah. Now, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't strike me as a guy on social media, but he's certainly aware of that meme. Uh, in terms of a career choice here, like, if Leo were to ever be in some interview, let's say he were to somehow win an Oscar, even though, like, he only won it once for the Revenant, even though he should have more. Let's say were to win another, like I we gotta lean into that meme a little bit. Kind of same thing with Michael Jordan. Kind of well, well don't don't forget he also he's also got the 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 meme from uh he's got a lot Ray of Gatsby. Yeah, he's got a lot. Yeah, he yeah. has a lot. So you know, I'm just thinking of meme culture for a second. I, I think down the line here, Everett, uh memes actually might be the number one way to like get a message across to the Gen Z younger audience probably because don't forget we are part of the black eyed p generation we're not gen z so i mean i swear Uh, that that meme of squidward looking out on spongebob and patrick like that that's us can be used to explain so many different like beefs or weird relationships that you just see that meme you just put the names boom you know exactly what it means you know every detail already and you can even make some connotations how those people feel about each other based off the meme you use but okay into the real pre-show shenanigans everett american airlines was it this time was yeah it so was this it? is this is my this is my pre-show um this past weekend i was on uh, a classified 
Waterboy podcast mission. Uh, and yeah, we, we can't to, disclose why you were why you were no we we can't where um, you were so yeah but so maybe uh, we can't I, reveal where you went I don't no, know no we can't I, no okay. that would give it away too too easily yeah yeah uh, oh um, shit it would yeah I mean these cowboy boots are gonna be fu- oh uh, shit fuck ah um that's on yeah. me that's on me yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, took a little trip to Jerry's guys. world uh, took a little trip to Jerry's world uh but. I typically fly. Uh, I, I like. I like to fly Delta. That's kind of my main. My main airline. It's a little bit more expensive, but uh, if I can afford it, I like to do that. Uh, but this time I flew on American, and I don't like American for several reasons. But the running it. one is that every single time I fly it, my flight inevitably gets delayed. I am rushing to make my connection, or my flight gets canceled, and. Uh, this time, when I was flying out of New Orleans, uh, my flight was delayed an hour and a half, which I was like, I was expecting it at that point. I'm yeah, like, oh, I yeah. got up here. Like, it hasn't happened yet. I know it's going to happen. So it got delayed an hour and a half. I, I didn't really impact me that much on, on when I was getting into this undisclosed location. Now, on the way out, uh, I had to leave to get to this airport that I was flying out of. Uh, really early. It was about a 30 minute Uber to the airport from where I was. And I had to get there early because I was like, okay, I I need to make sure I can get through security. I haven't been through this airport before, whatever. And I finally get through. This is after I have already gotten a message, by the way, before I left for the airport, I got a message saying that my flight was delayed an hour. And then I waited. Then I got another message saying it was delayed another 17 minutes. Why it was 17 minutes. I don't know, whatever. So I'm like, okay, finally get to the airport, get through security. Uh, only to find out now my flight is delayed another hour. So this is the third delay for this flight. So now I'm, I'm delayed two and a half hours. I wait 30 minutes through that. I'm like staring at the board and it says the boarding time is like 50 minutes. And I see it go up from 50 minutes to an hour and 50 minutes. I'm like, all right. So there's another one. That's four. My flight ended up being delayed four hours. And I had a terminal change where I had to go and tram to another terminal to get on a new plane after an additional delay which put me back in New Orleans four and a half hours later than I was supposed to be. And to keep it like, like it was, it was not, it was not an ideal circumstance. I mean, real quick, just real quick side note, while you bring up plane delays recently, my mom was in New York and she was trying to fly back on Sunday night. There were some like storms or weather delays. And so my mom like boarded on the plane was sitting on the plane sitting there like haven't left the like fucking terminal yet to go uh what is it called the takeoff strip uh, uh, the runway the runway thank you thank you yeah i'm, I'm not the biggest pilot yeah, you can here. tell grant doesn't travel grant, grant doesn't travel that trying. much grant's no, been pretty not. much locked in california for his entire existence but my my mom recently was delayed on the runway and according to her pilot while she was sitting on the plane waiting to leave the terminal and get to the runway, thank you, the pilot told my mom and everyone on the plane, uh, "This is your captain. Uh, this is this is your captain speaking." Uh, oh, here I got it. Form. I got it. Yeah, can, can you? Yeah. Uh, First off, before I do this, uh, anybody wearing earbuds, please oh, turn yeah, the volume yeah, down. Ear, Just I got I got a uh, headphone warning. Headphone warning. Thank you. This is your captain speaking. Uh, can you uh, pretend I'm the. Uh, fucking flight attendant uh, and i'm telling you that we are 45th in the waiting queue to take off this is your captain speaking we are 45th in the queue for takeoff 
please be advised. Yeah, so 45th in the queue for takeoff is another way of saying the flight's not leaving today. Uh, yeah, so it's, that's a that's a my my pilots are clocking out in about thirty minutes of situation so, right there. So yeah, my my mom heard that, looked around, everyone else sitting on the plane was like, oh, so they just subtly told us get off the plane. You should try to find a flight tomorrow. Maybe we'll reschedule it or refund you. Maybe. Uh, Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, no, my favorite, my favorite uh, experience of this past yeah, my mom year came was back on uh, Monday. Uh, <laughs> my, hey, at least being in New York's not like the worst place to 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 get to get stranded. But they've been pretty bad right now, though. Like no, they 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 haven't bad. But but my favorite my favorite flight experience over the past year, and I've had a lot of negative flight experience over the past year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I we were flying back from the Cotton Bowl, and we were split into two different planes. And uh, I cannot remember which airline it was that the second plane was, but it was not our traditional airline that we use. It was like a, I had never heard of it before in which my life. Which is, let's plug them. I don't mm. remember. Oh, okay. Uh, but but uh, this was an airline that I had never heard of my entire life. And we, uh, we got out, we were all like super high off of the win. Cotton Bowl, right? Everybody defeated USC. Um, but we got, the first plane took off. Then there was us. And I think I said this on that episode. I'm remembering this now. We got stuck on the tarmac with no AC for an hour and a half before we could take off. And we got to watch other planes, including commercial and private aircrafts, take off in front of us while we were just sitting there. We were all unbelievably, unbelievably. Yeah, there's there's got to be like no worse feeling ever. I mean, yeah, that's, I was not that's, being cooked alive in an truly airplane. Nothing you can do to change the circumstance here. Like, it's an exter- external problem that needs to be fucking sorted out because you can't do anything yourself to fix it. Yeah, yeah. you know, travel things things get rough. Th- this is a, this is another question. Since you're a frequent frequent flyer, I'll be honest, I don't really go on planes that much. So I think the last time you were on one was multiple years ago. So a li- little quick little south of z border trip but that's it oh that's right for that plane like i'm gonna be honest like i don't get wi-fi on planes like the only time i get wi-fi is not that bad but i'll never do it delta delta has it if you are a member of their rewards program whatever you get get free wi-fi you get free wi-fi that's that's lit uh i was gonna say though what is what is the minimum duration of a flight where you don't need Wi-Fi? It's dependent. I, I kind of like, unless I got something that I really need to do, I kind of like not being on Wi-Fi because I kind of just can check out of just like, the, the existence. If I'll be honest, just from just like just a human being perspective, like I was flying back during the opening rounds of March Madness. Now I went 0 for 3 to start off my March Madness, so I was really happy I wasn't following it along in real time to like watch it happen. But however, even if I did go 3 and 0 there, like I enjoy just having like a three hour period. You're disconnected from the world. The only music you like for me, the only music I've downloaded on my phone is like old 2015, 2016 EDM. So like Firestone Kygo is synonymous with planes for me. Like when I hear Firestone by Kygo, I just think of being on a plane because like that's what I have downloaded on my phone. Uh, but like when I think of a plane, Everett, you tell me if this is the wrong, wrong way of thinking, but I'm literally just thinking to myself, 
2016 Kygo and Balloons Tower Defense Six. That is how. Oh, 100 percent. Thank you. Okay, just make 100 percent. Well, I I also am under the note like sometimes like at least with Delta it's nice because you can just like click on the the movies or something you can watch something. Yeah. But like yeah. on my way back, I was watching the new quarterback series. Damn, they had that on there. No, I downloaded oh. it. Oh, 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 shit! I thought I thought you were saying Delta no. had that. I was like, but, that but is, no, that is above and beyond. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, speaking of quarterback, I've I saw the first three episodes and like, God damn it, Kirk Cousins is just way too likable. Jesus, Jesus, I yeah, we'll we'll get into. I that, have nothing bad to say about him, but I've only seen the be- first three episodes. So. Before we start the episode, just stipulating everybody uh, who's currently watching this on YouTube. I know that there is a large percentage of you who are not subscribed to us. Mm-hmm. Make sure to subscribe. You're coming back to watch it anyways. Why not help us out so we can produce more content? It'll give you guys what you want. For you to refind us too. It's, it's just on. It goes straight out. onto your feed. It's, it's so free. much more convenient. It doesn't cost for you. anything. You know, nice and easy. Helps us out. Helps you out. Yeah. Helps the unnamed the- intern out, and that's who you want to. He help needs the most help. So he, guys, yeah. remember him. Like. We're, we are closer and You closer help us and, out. We help the unnamed intern out. Yeah, we're very close to revealing his name. Um, but that's only if he can help us get some more subs and help these social accounts. So, so yeah, but <laughs> without further ado, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Waterboy Podcast. Today is episode 135. It is our Cody Bellinger, Kevin Durant podcast after 100. The MLB All-Star break is over. We're transitioning into full trade deadline mode in the MLB. Some Madden ratings got leaked. Oh, yeah, and Everett D-Hop is now a Tennessee Titan. Uh, so, yeah, some interesting things. Oh, Arguably the worst the spot he could have gone to. Yeah, Arguably the, the worst contracts. spot he could have gone to. Oh, I, I think we can take the arguably tag off there. Uh, no, it, it is. It is. But you know yeah. what? We're going to save the NFL for the last segment of today because let's be honest, that's where we have the most stuff for the day. Yeah. We're just going to knock out these other things quick. Well, Everett, I think we have to start off by embracing debate. Okay. Uh, now, I myself, I'm not that big uh, of a of a racket head myself, but you, as our in-house tennis expert, Carlos Alcaraz, 20-year-old, taking on Djokovic, beating him at Wimbledon. Uh, what's more impressive, Everett? Being a 20-year-old like Carlos Alcaraz, beating Djokovic, my goat, as a 20-year-old, is that more impressive? Or is starting the Waterboy podcast as a 20, uh, 20-year-old during the midst of COVID, uh, sophomore year of college, and gaining over 10,000 followers on TikTok, which one's more impressive? I mean, personally... Yeah, yeah, starting, no, no. starting, I think you know, starting up the, the Waterboy podcast, getting ten thousand followers, uh, and uh, over uh, multi, multiple, multiple millions of views, uh, and on top of that, predicting arguably the biggest moves of the offseason before they even happened. I think that's and a little bit more two impressive. Extremely handsome young men on the mic. So yeah, I mean, when we're just, I think that's a little bit more impressive. Angle. But you know, I gotta, I gotta, you know, I'll give them a little pat on the back. I would say, yeah, you I know, mean, that's, winning a tennis tournament. You know. I mean, doesn't seem like the hardest thing in the world to do. Like we could probably do it. But hey, we'll give them some credit. That was pretty impressive. Winning as a no, but but in all in all yeah. in all seriousness. <laughs> um, yeah, when Alcaraz I found out he was is, 20, um, that just is, made me... The, the tennis world under my, what I my feelers are for, for the tennis world, uh, he is projected, like people are thinking he's going to be the next biggest 
tennis name like he seems like it he federer left and he's coming in he's gonna end up taking that that i don't I, he's not gonna be federer but like he's gonna take in that kind of mantle and be the next great big tennis star yeah like you know i don't know anything about tennis but it, it does seem to me like he's next up and like when Djokovic, federer and nadal were all competing you know they had to they had to compete with each other you know it's not the easiest route or path to go get all your major wins. But for Alcaraz over here, in terms of the other tennis players I know, the I literally think like the the Greek guy, Nick Kyrgios, Kyrgios, how do you pronounce Kyrgios. it? Kyrgios. That's Kyrgios. like the only guy I know just because he's like famous for like shit talking in matches or whatever. He like grunts too long or something. I don't know. He just likes to piss people off. That's the only reason I know him. But yeah, I mean, this Alcaraz dude, like we might have to keep our eye on him. We might have to see. We might have to see what he does. I mean, I, I might I, jump on that bandwagon. For with, winning, he's that might be my it, since it, it, like I think it's since like 2000, 2004, something like that. There have only been five people yeah. who have won the, the Wimbledon the Cup. Big three and like Andy Murray. It is, and, I believe, it's Rafael Nadal, um, Federer, Djokovic, and uh, Andy Murray, and now it's. Um, him, Carlos Alcaraz. Now Alcaraz, yeah. Yeah, no, that's ridiculous. That's that's crazy. Now, and also, correct me if I'm wrong, but Wimbledon's like the biggest one, right? It, it is, and also, uh, Djokovic had not lost a match on center I heard court. This. Had yeah. not last lost a match on center court for 45 consecutive matches, which dates back to the finals in 2013 versus Andy Murray. Like I, I heard, like Djokovic, like on grass at Wimbledon, like that's his. That's, that's his, his yeah, he's disgusting. So Vi- just to disgusting. see that was just crazy. And also, yeah, he also lost the racket. Yeah, yeah, that's also rare, content. rare to see, rare to see with him. You know? Oh, I kind of thought he was a hothead. But... He is a little bit, yeah. Um, but never anyways. smashing rackets bad, you know. We save that for like Carlos Alcaraz, the young guys to do that. But yeah, <laughs> uh, no, I we got we got to watch how the goat watch here. Okay, we, we got to. Yeah, we do have. We do have a goat watch him. occurring right now. Got to keep our eye on him. But uh, in terms of other goats, the goat, Lionel Messi has officially, well, well, other than Joey Chestnut, Lionel Messi whoa, whoa, has whoa, whoa, signed whoa, whoa. Other Secretariat. Than, there I'm you sorry, go. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Number three, number three. Uh, but Lionel Messi is officially signed with Inter-Miami. Uh, I was going to try to think of an Inter-Miami nickname. Uh, don't think they have one, so... I'll make it now. They should go as the Inter-Miami Messies from here on out. That should be their nickname, like as a team, you know, like the Arsenal Gunners. The Inter-Miami Messies, that should be their team name moving forward. But, I mean, look, there's not much to really say about this other than Me- Messi coming. Yeah, I mean, the biggest news after... was him going to that supermarket and, like, not yeah, getting Kellogg, <laughs> Kellogg's brand cereals, but... Uh, family size cereal now that oh, when he florida. when he unlocked with the 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 legend of the pub subs at Publix, ooh, ooh, oh things god. things change oh, oh my god the gears were turning in his head like wait oh uh, my god this is america this, this is... like holy <laughs> shit uh like, what i will what i will say is having messi win the uh, best basically he was the best player consensus at the world cup out of every player in the world, he won the award for being the best player. So having him yeah, come to the I'm, MLS, I mean, yeah, but having him come to the MLS too, like in comparison to what we've seen other players like Ibrahimovic, David Beckham, everybody, like obviously David Beckham is great, but 
having Messi come and the way that he is right now off of the wins that he's had, the performances that he's been having. Like, I still think that that's, a, that means a lot to the, to, to American soccer and American sports. I mean, it's, it's also, it's not like Messi's like washed, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not like Ronaldo right now going to the Saudi league, you know, like the difference is that Ronaldo waited too long to leave Europe. And so the last couple of years didn't look great. And so people like that could stain your legacy a little, your last couple of years in Europe, you didn't look amazing, but Messi, I still think he could perform in Europe next year for another two seasons, but he's getting out at the right time. Yeah, it doesn't matter what he does for Inter Miami. Like none of that matters towards his. He's game. also making a lot of money, so that is well, and he gets an expansion team like Beckham when he joined the Galaxy and got Inter Miami. Like that, that is something. The outlook of the MLS, fantastic. According to. According to some people I know behind the scenes, you know, people are laughing at the MLS right now. But no, but, yeah, but but know, the future prospect of it, I would say, is pretty good. You have arguably the biggest. Eyes. I mean, look, you you get one of the you get the biggest name in all of soccer, arguably of sports in the world right now, coming to your franchise, coming to your league. No, I would no, say that gets a lot because also you're going to get a lot of eyes on it from international viewers well that's what we think uh don't think that's actually gonna end up being the case at the end of the day like you're obviously gonna have people checking in but like you know i mean look day, let's be honest will i end up watching their games no, no exactly that's what but I'm but and i will talk like i will <laughs> okay there we go there we go that's what we need to hear uh but for for the whole inter miami thing like right now i would say for the outlook of the mls and the future prospects it's like the number one goal I think that they need to do right now is just keep the Americans in the MLS. Uh, you know, like it's not the greatest. Well, also, yeah, a lot of a lot of the the greatest like the the, the American players. Let's just look at the American national team. The best players on that team do not play in the United States. Yeah, no, of course. And it's it's really hard to be the best player on those teams and play in the United States. The level of competition is just not there. No, no, no. It is worse. Don't get me wrong. But, but what I will thing, say though, is... For, like, Christian Pulisic, like, uh, I think he's maybe AC played four oh, right. games for Chelsea, like, in the past three years or two years. Wait, he like, just got transferred to AC Milan, so... However, AC Milan, they have a left winger, Rafael Leo, who's their golden boy, just re-signed on a contract. Pulisic isn't going to play for Milan. <laughs> he's going to continue riding the bench. Uh, so, like, from that perspective, it's, it's kind of like... I don't know. I, I was really hopeful that Pulisic might make a move. I'm not saying go to the MLS. What I, I what I will say, though, by the way, is like, having Messi be on a MLS team might, might draw, drive in some players from international teams to come to the MLS well, just it, to get it an has. opportunity like to play. Sergio Busquets yeah, yeah. went to Miami. Like, it, it is doing that. Uh, the thing, though, is it's like, I'm not sure if it could ever reach a point where the MLS is a, you know, premier destination for players around the world to go you know like my, what i'm getting at is just like the day that we get pulisic to be like yes i want to play for the la galaxy or whatever like you know i think it could it could happen one day like but i'd say we're 30 years down the line from that mls becoming yeah. relevant enough to demand like 
players in their prime to pick them over Europe. You like that's like if they ever want to be taken like seriously in terms of soccer, like in the world, like perspective, like that is the goal. I think. Uh, I yeah. I don't think it's uh, um, easiest task. So yeah, but don't get me wrong. Messi going to Miami. I I think the best case that can happen from this move is when Miami gets his expansion team in 10 years or whatever might be less than that that's where i can really see the future steps well, yeah I, he'll recruit he'll try and recruit guys to come over to start his team and like i i'm up. literally thinking like down the line just like i know david beckham big name guy don't get me wrong you know like a big reason why i don't know where they're gonna give messi is because beckham uh, is there you know there, i i there's there's well and it's also miami i like there's no chance oh don't get me wrong we saw messi i don't know where they're gonna give messi his team because you can't be like yeah messi here you go let's let's stick you in the middle of of uh charlotte or let's stick you in north dakota oh yeah i have no idea for that like I'm you're cool. gonna have to give him he's either gonna have to be in somewhere in california if it were up to some... me everything's bigger in texas uh let's put the five foot six argentinian guy managing texas a texas soccer club i think that'd be perfect i, don't know how, I think, I think you perfect. have to put him in a premier like no like definitely big spot. market you'd yeah. have to put him in a big market a hundred percent uh anyways let's so let's get to the let's get to the meat of our show here to to uh to the nfl first thing uh, I'm gonna... you want to start with the news oh no this is what we're going to start with this is what we're going to start with this might be arguably the biggest news uh of the past week Philip Rivers oh. is officially welcoming his tenth child. Yeah, all right. Let's get all he the can jokes now officially out. Officially start a starting lineup. Higher lineup. We, we get it. So okay. here's my other question: What's the <laughs> likelihood that? Oh my god! Oh my god! Cow. Yeah, for real. Fucking trooper. Oh my god! Like, this is also another thing. Like Philip, uh, I saw that he only has two boys as it stands right now. Yeah just from those two dudes perspective i mean that's a nightmare growing up with seven sisters holy oh, oh my god i'm just thinking from that perspective like damn you're, you're guys, gonna be terrorized by the time you you are entering college those so. kids better have gotten a ps5 on release date or else they wouldn't have gotten through the pandemic so like i <laughs> I, I apologize for what's gonna happen in high school um but my what i was gonna ask was what was good? What's the likelihood that they they end up having at least one professional athlete in that family? But it, like, Philip Rivers, I mean, he can throw a ball, but he is not he is not an athletic. Yeah, no, man. definitely not the athletic specimen you quite think of. So that's where we're interested here. I'm I'm pretty curious on that one. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I I'm gonna just go on a record and say most likely not. Um, maybe a quarterback. Yeah. There could be a quarterback in there, but maybe I I. Potentially. Uh, I don't know why I just thought of this, but um, in Maybe terms some of softball players, no, 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 no. But in terms of a Nepo baby that didn't quite pan out quarterback, uh, I instantly thought of Nick Montana, Joe Montana's son. Don't know why I just felt the need to take a shot at Nick Montana, but that's an example of a Nepo quarterback baby that did not pan. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, but yeah, no, Philip Rivers. Tip the cap. Yeah. Uh, is Tip it also like a high school football? No, no, that's not him. Uh, there was some other recently retired guy who's now doing coaching or something. I think there's a decent amount of them doing coaching. Yeah, Philip Rivers say, is a coach. A I'm pretty sure Philip Rivers yeah. does coach his like kids team or something. Okay. Okay. But yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of guys getting back into coaching. But yeah. Uh, 
we have that for that. But also Everett. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a Tennessee Titan. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, kind of a big name. We were waiting for to see where he signs. I joked when we found out uh, he was released from the Cardinals, correct? Yeah. So when that happened, I was joking, all right, let's get it over with. Just announce he's going to the Chiefs. Like, we know, just get it over with. Really happy that didn't happen. Really I am too. I have Kadarius Tony, so I'm very happy. I was pretty, like, not confident, but, like, just expecting that to happen. And when it does happen, just whatever. It was going to happen. So I'm really happy that didn't happen. Very, very excited. Uh, But let's talk about the Tennessee Titans, though. Real quick, and maybe we could look a little bit of a fantasy uh, outlook here. But Tennessee is the place where wide receivers go to die. Okay, Randy Moss, Andre, uh, Andre, Andre <laughs> Johnson, Julio Jones, and now DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, shit, maybe you can include Robert Woods in there. I don't know. Uh, oh, hold up. I just I keep going, but I uh, am remembering another name. Yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's a lot of names on that list that we can go over, but Tennessee is the place for receivers to end their career, go out on a low note, not a high note. Uh, so DeAndre Hopkins has joined this list. Uh, if it were up to me, I, were, I would guess he gets uh, around 800, 900 receiving yards, and he only plays like 13 games, 12 games. Okay, never mind. Player did not play for that team. Anyway, though, you know, Tennessee, it's the place where receivers, you do not end up having the most fantastic. Yeah, I can't say having one Ryan Tannehill as your quarterback and two having Derrick Henry in the backfield is a key to success. uh, They got a uh, fucking Levis. So, I mean, they they got a bright future at quarterback. Yeah. Don't think Malik Willis is that guy. This is another. Well, this is a thing. So last year, as a man who got to see Malik Willis play in person, when Tannehill got hurt, Tennessee at LA, like week 14, Malik Willis might be one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever watched in my life. And I like, because he was a round three selection, correct? Or four, one of those, yeah. Because it was round three or round four, round four even more so, but because they didn't really expend notable draft capital on him, like, his time has passed. That was his. Shot. They already said. They it's already done. said. He's by done. the way, that he he's been outperforming Levis, um, this <clears throat> season or this off season, but he still might They're get cut. Still, I mean, yeah, that just goes to show the lack of patience they have for late day two, day three quarterback selections. Where it's like, for example, the Chargers re-signed Easton Stick on like a two-year oh. deal. And then they went and drafted Max Duggan round seven. I mean. Probably about the same caliber right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, but it's just like Max, like Max Duggan, I would not be surprised if he isn't in the NFL in like two, three years. Like I know rookie contracts a little different, but like I would not be surprised if he's just not in the NFL. I mean, it's possible, but it's just you, you never know. Backup patience as those late round quarterbacks. Yeah, but also those late—that's true. But also on a team where there's a certified starter already. Well, you can—that's another you, thing with Herbert. You, car, you can carve too. yourself out a backup role if you do the right things. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Don't get me wrong. It's just like I don't know. I like that move is a little questionable, but I would just say you know overall it comes off. Yeah, in terms of the state uh, of the Tennessee Titans right now, yeah, it's not looking. We'll see, but for any uh, for any dynasty DeAndre Real Hopkins quick, holders, some some trade on Burks. Burks. It's unfortunate. Uh, 
let's just start off with this. Let's say Traylon, let's say Diop didn't go to Tennessee and Burks was the number one guy there. Uh, still not like the greatest outlook for Burks. No, I have been very, very low. I've been very low on Traylon Burks the entire time he's been in Tennessee. Uh, and especially this year, people are like, oh, he's going to get increased playing time. He's going to be their wide receiver one. I just don't think that he's that talented of like, he's not that caliber of wide receiver. I don't think he's a wide receiver one guy. Uh, I think that AJ Brown, Corey Davis, even when he was on the Titans was that kind of wide receiver one. Traylon Burks doesn't definitely. Yeah. Traylon Burks doesn't really have that. And I don't think that he would have even had, he would have been if he, if DeAndre Hopkins would have, not been yeah signed. that's what i'm saying like even if diop doesn't come i'm still not like that excited for the outlook of Traylon burks in the nfl but like with the dhop signing now like last year Traylon burks had 432 receiving yards uh, he was injured a bit too fair i would say though let's say he's fully healthy next year like i think dhop like will finish with, like 800 900 and I'm assuming I would say gonna I'm gonna say under 900 yards. I don't think he breaks a thousand, and that's like, if he stays if healthy. He's healthy, like it, if I, he's if healthy, he stays, I still say under 900. I'd say if he stays healthy, I think D Hop would have to have over a thousand yards because I don't know who else on the team could possibly. You don't that have number. any receiver under I think, over a thousand yards. I I think they could still get just because D Hop. I think D Hop should get I don't know thirty percent of the targets next year. Like who else are they throwing to? You're should forgetting that they rarely it. throw the ball in the first place. No, I, I'm aware, but you still have to throw the ball. And, and, like Ryan Tannehill. I think that if Mike Vrabel had it, I think if Mike Vrabel had least, his way, you wouldn't have to throw the ball at all. But um, I mean, at the end of the day, Everett, as bad as their passing offense can be, they're gonna have probably at least. 3,200 passing yards. They, I mean, their passing no. offense is arguably bottom five in the league. No, I think that I, oh, I don't think you need to arguably tag. I think they are bottom five. It is, and it's arguably bottom two. Yeah, I mean, we could maybe, maybe. I would say just looking at it. Nah, Houston. Like, Houston. I think Houston with CJ Stroud, there's but probably the more capable. That I'm looking at still Nico Collins and Tank Dell. I still think they're going to end with more receiving yards than than DeAndre Hopkins. Maybe. Well, also another thing, the Texans are probably going to be down a lot second half of games. They will be throwing. So actually, I think that people still are underrating the Texans going into this yeah, next season. We, I think they're actually not going to be as CJ, bad as people think. CJ, CJ, like four thousand yard passing season rookie year. Hey, you know I have him on my team. I know, but so like I, I'm, I would love put the that. dynasty aside here. Like, just, just, just. Yeah, no, thinking. I mean it's, it's not in, it's, it's not likely, but it's not impossible. I mean, I don't Keep think him, it's that crazy now that I'm really thinking about it. I'm, I'm expecting if he plays well. Let's assume he plays good. All right, I would say he probably has about three thousand seven hundred yards. That's still like shit. I think that's that's more than I would like initially expect. I'd be hyped um, if he did that. I'd be really hyped. Yeah. But one other thing that I wanted to point out, and you brought this up before we started recording, is is just the running back contracts situation, the way that that where people are getting signed and for how much and for uh, who has yet to be signed. One thing that I want to point out is the average salary for a running back in the NFL in 2023 is $1.81 million. Kickers get paid on average 2.26. 
So running backs are getting paid less on average than kickers in the NFL. Okay, this is the thing. Like, I I bet there's some nerd out there that might be able to give a debate as to why the kicker could somehow be more important than the running back on the team. But if it was Justin Tucker, yeah. Yeah, but if you're just looking at what a running back, the shit he has to go through throughout the season, I mean, that's just objectively hilarious that they're getting, what, was that half as much or... As 1.8 to 2.26. Oh, 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 okay. I, I thought it was 1.1%. But, like, still, like, running backs, you're getting hosed. Like, if if my kid were – I mean, my kid will never be physically capable to be a running back based off his genetics. But let's say he was. I wouldn't let him play running back. Like, screw that. Find a new position. You're not getting anything there. Like, we're not doing that. Uh-uh. I would I say, mean... though, we could talk about the running backs in general – overall so what i want to just say by the way just this is just a random flashback but jalen hurd you remember the guy out of baylor jalen hurd uh this was like i think he got drafted like 2019 he got drafted to yeah running he was a running back at baylor i'm pretty sure um he got drafted i think to the 49ers and he was like yeah i'm changing my position going to the nfl because of longevity issues and money because he said like four years, three, four years ago that he thought that the running back position was quickly degrading the NFL and that nobody would be able to play that position for much longer. And he wanted to get more money and be playing longer. He is, I have not heard him catch a ball like the last two and a half years. I don't even know what team he's on right now. I'm looking it up. It says free agent uh, last time he was in the NFL 2021 with the Niners. Yeah. So clearly didn't work out that well, but uh he had the right mindset. He was, I mean, dude was prophesizing the way the NFL was rolling. Yeah, I mean, smart as shit. I, I respect the hell out of that dude. Uh, you know, but running backs general, they're getting paid jack shit. But here, this is a funny little story I just read on Saquon Barkley and quote how he realized the NFL is a business, which I hope he should have realized a while before ago. now. But hey, hey, hey. Uh, let, let's do this out. So. Quote, the Giants' contract negotiations with Barkley did not go smoothly from the start. The Giants made an initial offer during the bye week last November that Barkley never seriously considered. The two sides then tabled talks until after the season. The Giants' offers to Barkley increased earlier this year, reaching a point where a deal could max out at $14 million per season, sources told ESPN. But the sticking point was guaranteed money and structure, which Barkley didn't believe he got. So Barkley, quote, never got close to his satisfaction with that first contract. Now, fast forward a little bit to first day of offseason. Once the Giants signed quarterback Daniel Jones, just minutes before the start of the new league year, they instantly franchise tagged Barkley. This was always one of the options according to Barkley's manager or agent that they were aware of at that point, the day that Daniel Jones signed and they offered a franchise tag to Saquon worth up to 14 million per year. They pulled that offer and only gave him a franchise tag. And I mean, I'd do the same it, thing. I would too. But immediately after that, that's when Saquon admitted quote, his eyes open to the reality that the NFL is a business. I mean, uh, look, let's also, let's also say this Saquon Barkley, at least after last season is one of the best, if not, he's one of the best running backs in the league. Yes. He had that one down here coming off his ACL, obviously, but after last season, he, he definitely, 
improved. The thing is, these running backs have to realize that if you are an older running back and you're getting something like that, you're getting 14 mil, you just exactly. you have to take you it. Can't even think twice. The, the market's the market's only going to get lower because look, it's we've said this before. It is the Zeke most will have the highest paid running back contract in NFL history until there's major salary cap renovations. The, the, the running back position is the most replaceable position in all of the NFL and all of sports. And it's going to continue to be that way. So if you, if you even are lucky enough to get a secondary offer, you take it like, look, Alexander Madison, right? We signed with the Vikings. He's coming off of our team to be a free agent. Most people are like, okay, yeah, he could be a right running back one somewhere. The issue is the market has completely changed. So now that he's not getting those big offers to, to be, he's not getting RB one money. That RB one money that he's getting is what is what was paid to RB twos yeah, exactly. before. Yeah. And that's why he re-signed with the Vikings. He's like, I, at this point, like I, I get to technically still be an RB one, I guess, but it's just like the the outlook of it's just so like bleak and grim uh and it's like i mean shout out shout out every team which almost every team has gone to committee at some point like in the last day and i also want to say at the the fact that wide receivers also have now been starting to be used out of the backfield only makes it worse for running backs yeah that's another thing it's also just like the wide receiver position like the talent there like like Garrett Wilson, I think, averaged 40 yards per jet sweep at Ohio State. Like, and he ran like eight of them. Yeah. Like that's just what the hell. It's also it's also the stat line that most of the 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 the, uh Super Bowl winning teams have not paid that much at the running back position. Like that is very like that's a pretty nice stat to look at. You know, that's a stat where you could, you know, take something away from that. Uh yeah. But yeah, for the overall running back contract, it's just a grim outlook, bleak future. That Saquon Barkley was pretty funny to me. Uh, one thing, though, that I would say, uh, out of all the running backs that are like complaining about not getting their deal, uh, like Tony Pollard, to me, seems like he has like certainly the least negotiation like power to demand a new contract. I'm pretty sure I looked this up. Um, since college, I don't think Tony Pollard has over 700 carries since college, just as a football player. I mean, that makes sense because of Zeke, but yeah. No, no, but including college. Like, even at college, he was a committee running back. He and was so, at Memphis, right? Yeah. So the questions around him is like, well. Yeah, Antonio Gibson was at the same time, I'm pretty bell sure. cow three down running back season. Like, why are we going to pay you that money? You know? So, like, from that perspective, I'm Tony Pollard. It's like, I don't understand how you can be in a position to like ask for a big long-term contract. I know yeah, his don't know. efficiency and production has been off the charts. I know that, but it's also, he's coming in with fresh legs. Like, I mean, well, oh, I why you need too. to be, that's why you need to be by committee and you can get paid by being the best back in that committee. But that does not mean that you're going to get paid absurd amount. That's also put this way. Getting? He's not. He's not signed. No, I know, but like when he was there, like, uh, I think he'd be due twelve million dollars this season. Wow, shit, damn, good for him. That's why he got cut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I see why. Uh, but there's yeah, only yeah. select running backs in the NFL that should be making more than ten million dollars a year: Nick Chubb, uh, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, McCaffrey, Eckler. Um, but those running backs are I mean, few and far Eckler, between. I'm like, I don't know. Those running backs are few and far between, and even then, they're not really making 
much more than $10 million, which is why Saquon really should have accepted that. But the only one that should be making 14, dude, the only one that should be making miles above everybody else is Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Uh because he doesn't, he basically is not a running back. We've never seen anything like him ever. So just like the effectiveness that he brings in the past game and everything, it's, we've never seen anything and shit disgusting disgusting wildcat quarterback we saw that in the nfc championship game so a lot of versatility you know he's like the real Taysom hill back there uh but yeah so the for the running back stuff it's interesting but but yeah uh last little thing on the franchise tag shout out evan ingram for getting off the franchise tag and getting 41 million over three years years yeah shout out his agent talk about a career revival by the way going from new york to jacksonville Wow. I mean, well, you know, it's just, it's what happens when you go from, I don't know, Daniel Jones to Trevor Lawrence. So that's. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, there's definitely, definitely an upgrade there. And he also, I'm pretty sure had urban Meyer trainings, which clearly helped him a lot. So, you know, there's a lot of things that happened. Wasn't last year, his first season. I don't know. That's why I said, I'm not entirely sure. So yeah, (laughs) but let's just say he was with urban for a little bit and that's that's what's led him to this success. So yeah, but okay. Uh, Madden rankings. I don't have many, many qualms. They dropped the receivers and the safeties today. The qualms that we have are more so with the middle of the pack rankings where yeah, yeah. there's some, there's really some interesting, cool. interesting uh, decisions being made over there in Madden HQ. Yeah. Um, I mean, just the one thing I got to say, um, how the hell did Jamison Williams get an upgrade? You guys know I'm the biggest JMO fanboy on earth, but how did he get an upgrade last year? <laughs> like what? Do you think that with the rate that uh, suspensions are coming in for uh, for uh, sports gambling, that EA just adds a function to Madden where it's suspension gambling? Oh, actually, when I think about that, I'm not sure. Uh, it'd be really funny if they just said injured gambling addict, like that was the injury. That'd be really funny. That'd be really funny. And I want them to do that, but... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they should, like, last year was D Hop, like, auto suspended at the start of the year. He was put on IR on Madden. So they'll do he that. He was injured. He they'll was injured. That. Yeah. Which is what they will do, but, like, still. It'd be really funny if they specified, like, why. Like, in the old 2K games, I'm not sure if you were ever playing, like, 2K, like, 14, 15, 60 my career, but they would have, like, the social media pages be like, breaking news Jimmy Butler involved in double homicide murder will not be playing tonight. Like, they just had the craziest fake stories for 2k uh but like madden we should have some fun with this like we should have i also some just want to say madden like, madden i'm hoping is in- cardale jones uh beats kid 84 to 0 at children's hospital true story by the way cardale jones like one of two it's like hostile visit and beat him yeah we're so all, yeah. bad at 102 to like 30 oh uh, he did not let that kid score 30 on him but like yeah it was bad and afterwards cardell jones responded like incorrect score i actually put up more you know like it yeah was no i know i remember but, you know i'm just thinking like we can have some fun here madden like yeah it's whether or not madden actually implements something because they they fun. uh they also just they, they don't like having fun themselves they don't like letting people who play the game have yeah, they fun they don't like fun um they, they just like don't like fun yeah they like foot points what are they called foot foot points yeah 
F U T. Oh, not mutt. Uh, mutt. Mutt points. Mutt. Mutt points. Mutt? Uh, that's yeah. FIFA. Yeah, FIFA is F U T. Yeah, I'm just thinking FIFA. But yeah. Oh, I mean, last fun fact of the day: eighty percent of EA's uh, revenue came from in-game purchases. So, yeah, it's because they make it so you literally cannot play the game unless you purchase. You can't play FIFA Ultimate Team unless you spend at least one hundred fifty dollars on it. So yeah, there's that. But, okay. Uh, but yeah, Jameson Williams was my big like. How does he get an upgrade? I don't. I don't quite follow. I don't know how Devontae Parker is an 80 overall, but yeah, I and mean, he should be a 99. So yeah, I mean a lot of a lot of inconsistencies here, a lot of a lot of problems that that we have. Uh but but yeah. Uh but okay, effort moving on. We're we're gonna do the LA Rams breakdown right now. The LA okay. Rams, Los Angeles Rams, who we believe should trade Cooper Cup, but that's not for this segment. So no, I did debate putting it in here, but um here let's let me stipulate so so we started a segment in uh in this last episode where it's the surprising keeps and cuts uh we did it for the vikings of basically roster projection wise and no i did not do the full roster breakdown for the rams i do not know the team well enough to be able to do that and be like yeah this guy's gonna make it this guy i, I don't watch rams film like that vikings i understand i know i, I follow them to to the ends of the earth but um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just state that when I'm going through this is I'm going off of what I've read on Rams, Reddit, what I've read on posts from other, from Rams specific podcasts, what I've read from USA today and all these things when I've made these decisions. All right. But, uh, here we go for you. Would it be easier if I state offense and defense for the keeps or Don't just need to go say through offense it? or defense? Yeah. You could just okay. say I mean, it's okay. up to you if you want to start off saying increase, or you could just say the names. Be like, no, 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 this is this is keeps and cuts. This is keeps and oh, cuts. Oh shit, shit, shit. Yeah, okay. Yeah, just say uh, keep cuts. Okay, you don't need to say there. Okay, I got you. All right, for the Rams, we're gonna keep Tyler Johnson, both Brett Ripon and Stetson Bennett and Davis Allen. I'm gonna restart that. I'm gonna restart that. I'm gonna restart that. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I think it's Brett, Brett Ripon. Rep, Ripon, Ripon, Ripon. Hey, man, I, I can't help you out on that one right it's now. Ripon, so. Ripon, Ripon. All right, whatever. Uh, for the Rams, we're going to keep Tyler Johnson, both Brett Ripon and Stetson Bennett, Davis Allen, Akella Witherspoon, Ernest Brown, and Sean Jolly. We're going to cut Kyron Williams, Demarcus Robinson, Robert Rochelle, Lance McCutcheon, and Jonah Williams. Uh, not, not, uh, many names I know off of the top of my head that you just mentioned. The only thing that really struck me at the end was when you said Jonah Williams. Uh, however, you are referring to what I, I'm going to guess this is a fourth string, uh, nose guard that you're referencing when I was thinking of Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle for the bank. This is a, uh, this is a third, uh, second string, uh, okay. defensive end. Okay. Okay. Kind of close, but yeah. Uh, Robert Rochelle, I'm immediately going to bet I get flack for because he is their technical cornerback one. Um, but I mean, as I long as David Long wasn't play. on that list, I got no problems there. So yeah. And I think Tyler Johnson beats out Demarcus Robinson, and that's why Long uh, isn't even a Ram anymore. So that would be <laughs> so, yeah. 
But yeah, that's uh, that's the Rams. We'll see how that works out. Brett Ripon, I do not know how to pronunciate his name properly, but he was the quarterback for the Broncos, the backup quarterback to Russell Wilson last year. I think they keep three because I think there could be a surprise retirement from Matthew Stafford before the season starts. There's not actually going to be, but um, luck. Okay. But didn't but, luck do that in like week three of the preseason? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I but I, I, I think that they, luck I, I don't, that day. Oh my oh. God. Heart shattered. Heart just, just out of nowhere. You literally Ugh. did not see it coming at all. And now suddenly you have probably at the time, a top five, top six. That, 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 that is a, that is a, uh, Canon sequence right there. Woo. That's a, that's, yeah. that's one of those, one that's, of those roster defining moments you either blew the whole team up that year or you're still recovering oh yeah um but i think they're gonna keep two quarterbacks on top of matthew stafford because i don't think matthew stafford's gonna be healthy at all this season uh johnny wolford is he still there our boy no oh damn it no he's not oh he's on the box yeah it's a whole mess there baker oh my god it's baker versus wolford part two in tampa Hey, I mean, it's Wolford can compete for that job based on the way things look right now. So yeah, yeah, shit, probably wouldn't be the hardest thing to do. But yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into your let's get into your bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we got some projected playing time changes. The Chargers edition. Uh, so quick little side caveat. You know, no rookies, no new players, only players on the team last year. So, without further ado. Jalen Guyton, Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, Morgan Fox, Austin Johnson, Kenneth Murray, which I'm not excited about, Michael Davis, and Aloe Gilman are going to get more playing time. And Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, and Trey McKitty are going to get decreased playing time. So uh, in terms of the list, you know, uh, as a Chargers fan, I expect this every year when I'm leading into the next season, but a lot of injuries last year. A lot of big name guys getting a lot of money that didn't play many snaps last year. So, you know, the, the Bosa's of the world, the Keenan's, the Mike Williams, they're not on the list. We're, you guys know that they're going to get more playing time. Hopefully, hopefully odds are they, they're still injured and probably less playing time than last year, but, but we can hope we can, we can be a little bit optimistic over here at the Waterboy pod over here at Grant's side of the fandom. But <laughs> when it comes to, the guys I just mentioned, Jalen Guyton, I know he was injured, but that's a guy where we need someone to stretch the field on uh, on the field. So Jalen Guyton, I went back to his snap counts from two years ago, based it off that. Uh, so I want to increase from those numbers. Uh, the Gerald Everett, Donald Parham, uh, my man Trey McKitty had like a 45% snap count last year, um, which makes no sense, okay? Trey McKitty is not a tight end. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, Trey McKitty... He he might might actually have been the assistant to the team doctor who punctured uh, Tarod Taylor's lung. He doesn't provide much for the franchise. Oh. So uh, that's a guy where, yeah, you know, we're going to get some more PT uh, over at the tight end position from Donald Parham, especially. Uh, that's one he guy. He was good, that, by the way. He was good very before last season. Numbers, uh, very efficient numbers. So that's a guy that I want to see more. Uh, Morgan Fox, I was shocked to see this, but he had the fifth highest pass rush win rate for a defensive tackle in the NFL last year. 
Uh, I think I did see that, yeah. How? Uh, I don't exactly know, but it, it happened. So he should get some more PT. Austin Johnson, also a little banged up, but I like him playing uh, nose tackle for us over Brandon Fajeco or Brandon Fajeco. Uh Kenneth Murray, unfortunately, will just naturally get more snaps because Kyle Van Noy is not on the team. Uh, so, you know, we, we got to bear through those downs where he's on the field. You know, we got to get through it. Got to survive those downs. Uh, got a whole season of it. Uh, Michael Davis, uh, probably the one charger I've been talking up the raving most, about, uh, raving about Michael Davis, uh, and Aloe Gilman, uh, when we had some injuries in the secondary last year, I was very impressed with how he played. So I think Aloe Gilman's actually going to end up taking that Spartan starting spot. Spartan. Yes. The Spartan spot. He'll be our Spartan at safety and he'll take that spot opposite of Derwin. Uh, but yeah, the Josh Palmer, Deandre Carter, they kind of only got those snaps last year because of the injuries. Um, but still, uh, even let's say that they're projected to only play like 30 or 40% of the snaps each. I want that number down still. So yeah, those guys. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm not going to lie. I don't know too much about the the chargers uh, internal like rotation outside. Like I know like kind of the starting roster and all that stuff. And I know some of the signs they've made and whatnot. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of nobodies in there. So I wouldn't expect you to know them. So. But I, I do think that we talked about this before. Uh, I think Eric Hendricks is going to pick up a decent amount of playing time. You said that it won't, yeah, wouldn't so, change whether or not Kenneth Murray well, gets, last year, gets increased playing Drew time. Drew Tranquil but. had a 98% snap count. So let's say Eric Kendricks takes all of that. There's still no. Didn't you guys Kyle draft? You guys drafted, a, you guys drafted a running. Uh, a we linebacker did. I don't too, think though. he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. The get guy that. from Washington State, right? Yeah, Henley, I believe. Yeah, Henley, Diane Henley. I think that he's gonna end up taking some of Kendricks. I, I mean, that'd be cool. Good. I didn't put any rookies on here though. No, I know, but I think that if if he, I think he could end up getting. No, yeah, Enough trust me. PT like, you're giving me a cuts, little bit of a hearty right now just thinking about that guy. Where it cuts into Kenneth Murray. So, like, I want that to happen. Um, but I have I have my own list for the Vikings here for increase and decrease playing time. Um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Not many guys on the decrease list because they're either rookies coming in or, or left or yeah, left like or something. So, so a lot of the guys that would be here got the boot. Same thing uh, with like Dalvin, too. Yeah. Yeah, but here we go. Ty Chandler, Jalen Naylor, Kiris Tonga, Brian Asamoa, Seizi Otumwa, Lewis Seen, Josh Metellus, Andrew Booth, and Caleb Evans all get increased playing time this season. And Cam Bynum, Jordan Hicks, and Jalen Rieger all get decreased playing time this season. Yeah, so I just want to start it off by saying, uh, let's just quickly highlight the amount of time it took us to correctly get the pronunciation of uh, say, Seizi Otomawa. I forgot it. Seizi Otomawa. Seizi Otomawa. So, yeah, that took us a while. Um, shout out that one Vikings uh, guy who does the film breakdowns for rookies on YouTube. Thank you. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, a lot of interesting things, uh, moving parts going on uh, there on the Vikings. So, real quick. Something that I was thinking about last year, uh, you had some some concerns over a certain guard on your team, uh, Ed Ingram. Yep. Do you think that you could you have anyone capable of no. overtaking him? No. Okay. 
Okay. It's a, right now from what I projected is Chris Reed is going to be that guard behind him. And I, he wasn't good enough to beat him out last year. He's not going to be good enough to beat him out this year. And I also think having another season under his belt, hopefully Ed Ingram will learn that you're not supposed to step on the toes of your quarterback. You never yeah, that's know, a good though. place to start. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. The running joke is Ed Ingram sacked Kirk Cousins more than any player in the NFL last season. So I like that. Um, cool. I think he had a three sack I game. That one though. I mean, I think I think Ed tackle was not an NFL player. So I think Ed Ingram had a three sack game last season. So um, you know, you never know. But hopefully, hopefully he'll be better this year. I I pray to God because our two weakest positions, hey, our three weakest positions, are still. Are on that interior. I'm still hopeful. Like I wasn't super thrilled that we re-signed Garrett Bradbury, even though he had a better season last year. I'm still hopeful that we'll sign uh, a guy to hopefully compete on that inside, either left guard, right guard. Um, honestly, honestly, I'd rather throw him on Ezra Cleveland's side at left guard than Ed Ingram's at right guard because I think Ed Ingram at least has some potential, some hope to go up. Oh. I don't think Ezra Cleveland really has that. I think that he needs to okay. get the boot. So, so. But, but just so I am processing this, hand, like Ed Ingram, albeit a three-sat game last year, you know, it's okay is kind of what I'm getting at. It's not okay. It's not okay. Okay, okay, okay. okay. It's not okay. I'm not, you're not getting the pass for sacking your own quarterback three different times. What I am saying I'm is... I'm shocked, though, that the Ezra Cleveland is more concerning. Well, Ezra Cleveland's bit like this is he's about to be his rookie contract's about to be up. He has not improved to a point where he should be like he's he's a backup in the league. On most teams, he should be a backup. Okay. Ed Ingram at least has another year to kind of see if he improves any bit. But like, I mean, if you've watched the documentary, if you watch quarterback on Netflix, you see how much Kirk Cousins is getting hit, how hard he's getting hit, how oh, often. Yeah like and how much he hates it so some stuff needs to change especially with uncertainty at the quarterback position after this year if you bring in a rookie if Kirk Cousins stays no matter what you need to have a better offensive line so yeah some things gotta move around there some parts gotta change you guys I would say best tackle duo in the league at the Eagles but top three at worst tackle duo in the league I'd put you guys at two uh I'll take that I'll take that you know it's, it's tough to put you guys over the Eagle boys but it's still a very good They'll be there this year. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't you worry. We'll beat the Eagles this year. Yeah, but I'm a big fan. I like Darisaw a lot. And you kind of put me on to O'Neal last year. And I like what I've been seeing out of him. If we're going to talk some O-line talk real quick. And I think about, like, the Chargers outlook. I mean, yeah, it's two, two former O-linemen ourselves. Yeah, we had two rookies starting last year. Uh, our first-round pick, Zion Johnson, and uh, our seventh-round fucking stud gem himself, Jamari Sawyer. Uh, going into this next season, though, like I actually have more hopes for Jamari Sawyer moving back to guard than what I saw at, from Zion Johnson last year playing guard. Like the Zion Johnson pick, you know, I'm just generally not the biggest fan of taking a interior lineman in the first round, just in general. Uh, I think the mid to late rounds are almost like cluttered or littered with great potential offensive line talents there that's what you think and then you let your team start doing it and you only hit on one of them true that is true it's just at the end of the day you know the, the guard pick it's the zion johnson where i look at it, it's not necessarily like what what he could be like oh what if he becomes quentin nelson it's more so if he busts and i look back on this like we took a guard there 
I just don't know how yeah. to be able to live with myself. So yeah, I mean, that's how I feel about Garrett Bradbury. We took him first round, I think like pick 20, something like that. And I don't think that he has played equatedly to that level, considering I think Creed Humphrey also came out in that draft. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like for, or no, maybe it was, it was like for, for last, last year, I feel year. like I'm just looking way more <laughs> at the floors of how bad this pick can turn out. If I'm going in the first round, especially interior lineman, but yeah. Uh, last thing I had, Something a little interesting that I think you would like, Everett. I saw this on Twitter, uh, the college football all-name team. Uh, there's a couple of candidates on here that I wanted to bring up that I think you'll get a good little laugh out of. Uh, so I, I just have a couple of some of the greatest names I've ever heard in my life when it comes to college football. If, if you, Unless you got some more stuff on the NFL. No, 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 I'm done. But okay, to, to, to wind this down a little bit, I, I got some funny names. So... Um, this first name, everyone's heard it. Of course, General Booty. Uh, I believe he's now a tight end for the Oklahoma Sooners, but General Booty, I don't need to say much, everybody. That's iconic. That's legendary. But um, some more names. Decoldis uh, to Evaduit Crawford. We've heard of that one for a while, of course, especially with his air conditioning NIL deal last year, which was goaded. Uh, another, uh, some more memorable names that we know on this podcast, uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, corner for Alabama is also going to be a top pick in the draft. Uh, and then of course our very own fat Watts out of Tulane. So we've got some names that we've heard for a while. I think I might've even brought up all of those names last year in a similar yep. segment, but here, here are some new names where we're, Oh my, wow. I, yeah. I'm impressed. Let's hear them. Let's hear so, them. First, let's start off um, with tight end for FIU, Rowdy Beers, not to be confused with the tight end for Air Force, Rocky Beers. So Rowdy Are they related? Rocky Beers, um, no confirmation on that end, but yes, we have both Rowdy Rowdy Beers, Beers is an amazing, that oh, is Rowdy an amazing Beers is the greatest name. <laughs> That's an amazing That's the greatest name. frat name of all time. Like, oh my shit. Lord. Uh, also moving forward on the offensive line, we have Parker Titsworth out of Ohio and we have Panda Askew uh, out of Charlotte. Uh, moving forward on, on some other names we have, we got Nemo Squire running back for Eastern Carolina. We have Squirrel White, wide receiver for the Tennessee Volunteers. We have Booby Curry, wide receiver oh for my Buffalo. God. Uh, and we also have Juice Scruggs, offensive lineman. No, no, he got, he got drafted. Juice, Juice Scruggs got drafted. Oh well, this guy, this guy screwed up this list because he should not be on the twenty twenty four. Juice, Juice Scruggs was in the draft this past. This past I know, season. I know. I, I just read. It. Well, wh what about Wing Green? Was Wing Green in the draft? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so. Uh, in terms of uh, first team all defense, this is a fantastic name, Octavius Oxendine, defensive end for Kentucky. I feel uh, like we're doing the East-West Bowl right now. Yeah, no, li Peele. literally the bottom is the East-West Bowl <laughs> Key and Peele meme. Like, literally, that's at the bottom. Uh, we have Fish McWilliams, defense alignment for you. This is better than what Key and Peele came up oh, with, too. That's what makes this even more amazing. Um, these next few might be my, my favorites, though, Everett. Uh, so first, we have Memorable Factor, linebacker for Duke. His name is Memorable Factor. Uh, we also have Chief Borders linebacker for nebraska we also have mo ability uh defensive back is his name actually mobility ability ability his first oh name is m-o-h his last name is ability b-i-l-i-t-y so his name is mo ability uh we also have pig cage 
defensive back for UT San Antonio. Pig cage? Pig cage. Pig cage. We have Storm Duck, defensive back for Louisville, which I think you actually have heard of. Uh, we have Major Burns, defensive back for LSU. Now that's a that's a, that's a great name. Now this one, it's simple but effective. Dude person, DB for Central Arkansas. <laughs> dude, dude person. Dude. I didn't realize person. the Kardashians were naming players in, in college football right now. Yeah, no, phenomenal. Oh my God, there's some more actually. Uh, we have Meatball Smith, defensive lineman for Sam Houston. Demon Clowney, defense alignment for Charlotte. Uh, Steel Chambers, Ohio State linebacker. Yeah, legend. I'm going to be honest, like Steel Chambers, if you just think about that, that's a hard-ass name, but I've just said his name so much, I don't even really recognize it as being no, like, yeah. really out there at this point. I, uh, but I, This, this oh, should have been the pre-show. We got more. We got more, Everett. We have New Zealand Williams, linebacker for San Diego State. We have Hot Rod Fitton, linebacker for South Carolina that's definitely a nickname. Uh, Stone Handy, linebacker for Charlotte. Uh, I can't pronounce that name. Uh, we have Power Eccles, linebacker for North Carolina. And the, finally, we have Buck Coors, defensive back for Wyoming. So, so put in Quinshaw Judkins in there. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that is... That it's is an honorable name. mention. Uh, but does he take... Is that a better name than the running back on this list? His name is Cavozier Smoke for Colorado. Uh, Quince, oh, oh, oh. Cavozier Smoke. I'm going to be honest. I actually I still Judkins. might be leaning toward Judkins. Like, I think he's like, still Judkins. I'm going to be honest now that I said both those names. Although that first name is a... Cavozier? I mean, that's a Cavozier. Cavozier Smoke. And Smoke is also an amazing running back name especially if he's like a fast guy that's an amazing name. i mean nothing will ever top tajay spears though let's clarify yeah no that's also phenomenal but i don't know hardest name in sports memorable factor is pretty up there Uh, mobility (laughs) mobility is the greatest shit mobility is (laughs) i mean he should run track like what what are we no literally i'm expecting an olympic athlete if your name is mobility the nil deals if you were a track star named peloton peloton Okay, mobility. Now I, I think we might be getting a little more niche here with the Peloton, but if it was like, now nah, we can't do brands. We can't do brands. It's too. It's too obvious. If, if we're yeah. going to yeah. go to brands, but yeah, dude, I yeah, dude we probably person, by the way, dude person. dude person, dude perfect. That's a perfect opportunity. Come on, dude perfect sponsors, dude person. For dude person's sake, I'd advise against taking that uh, partnership. But for dude perfect's sake, yes, take the deal. Yes. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, realistically, probably should have gone over those a little bit, a little bit earlier. Uh, last thing I just want to say, Colton Boomer, he won the the name for the kicker uh, for UCF. Uh, yeah, just any kicker with like a boomer or like a leg, uh, like in your name, that that's just ideal. Yeah. Just yeah. anything with ideal like cannon or something like that'd be an amazing name for a punter. So I'm thinking more so punter here than kicker, but yeah, boomstick. A little niche, but if it could be proven that that wasn't made up and that was their birth last name, then yes, because I want it on the jersey. Like I want yeah. it on the jersey. Like yeah. person on the jersey is so funny. Like person, you see that, you see Bill. Well. Out of context, the ability doesn't really make much sense. Uh, but like you see, factor Titsworth. Titsworth is amazing. That's Titsworth. pretty amazing. Titsworth. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's phenomenal. Uh, 
yeah, I'd say like last last like little shout out I really want to give a shout out to Squirrel White. His first name is Squirrel. Squirrel. Um, on Squ- they when when he was born, they just were like, we don't have a name yet. It's the first thing they see if they look they out, the, out window. the window. Yeah. <laughs> it's just right there. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Can't blame him to be honest. Uh no. yeah, yeah. You know, the news isn't isn't crazy right now in the offseason, but shit. No, but we're making our way. We still find something. We, we still get something we're making our way we're making our way uh camp starts pretty soon uh we're gonna get football back pretty soon so we're gonna uh, be watching football in august folks like with that thank you guys so much for watching listening rate us five stars you can find us on spotify youtube tiktok twitter and on instagram at waterboy pod make sure you follow me and grant on t- on twitter twitter at Eversakes and that Waterboy Grant. It's new social uh, media. I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that one, but I'll have to check it out. Uh, I, I had tits worth on the brain. Um, uh, it's but, a Tinder competitor, actually. But yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, make sure to subscribe. Oh my Subs- God. I'm, I got so, it. So make sure to subscribe and like, guys. Uh, our our percentage of viewers to subscribe rate is not phenomenal. It's, so it's very sure high. Like a lot of people are, are not subscribing, but are watching. So just make sure to subscribe. Gives us uh more material lets us know what you guys like what you don't like uh and it's just easier for you it comes up in the feed come on who who doesn't want that um but we'll see you guys in the next episode thank you guys so much for watching waterboys out